Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Jay Anelli. I'm Lorelai Weissel. I'm Brian Dawes. And I'm Cristalano. And we are here returning to our D&D adventure set during the time of War of the Spark, the campaign called Drown Secrets. Is that right? Did I actually get it right? Got it right. Very proud of you. Gold star. <laughs> I would hate to have wasted that uh, that dramatic dis- entrance with... Um, You're doing a great job, Jay. ...and having to do it all over again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's that's all I ever want to hear. With this kind of drive and effort, you might even become a permanent addition to this uh, co-hosting cast for the show. I didn't have to show any drive or commitment. Well, because we needed a DM. <laughs> One day, I hope. <laughs> um, that was that was basically it. We needed a DM, and you knew some nice brunch places. Yep. You can bribe your way on any podcast. Anyways, uh, do we want to just jump right into the game, or are we? Do we have any news to discuss? Sure. Should we? Should we reintroduce our characters here? I would like each of you to say your names and uh, who you are playing, if you would like to do that. I, Jay Anelli, am playing Smart, a goblin artificer who has uh, spent time at both the Talarian Academy and with the Izzet League. Uh, I'm Lorelai Weissel, and I am playing Ruse, a shapeshifter pirate rogue bembo. Oh, goodness. Uh, I'm Brian Dawes, and I'm playing Bindaran, the Lanoir mystic, uh, who has traveled from Lanoir all over the multiverse, but has taken a particular likeling to Kells lately. All right. On our first episode of this adventure, you all uh, narrowly escaped death by a horde of Eternals. On our second adventure, you met up with the mysterious Atrada, who, along with a couple of her associates, including Bob the Mailman and the Barvisa, the Azorius scribe, or so you believe, uh, you managed to escape into the tunnels of Karazda, not before Bob killed Barvisa and then ran away. But, you know, you escaped. Yeah, that was weird. Well, she was trying to turn you into uh, the Eternals, if you remember. The important part is I stole her scroll, and it's now mine. Yes. Uh, and it's great, because one day Ruse will read it. Um, and then... Doubtful. Uh, if Ruse can read. Ruse absolutely yeah. cannot read. It's on my character sheet in big letters. <laughs> Languages, common, parentheses, absolutely cannot read. Cannot in all caps. Can confirm. That is what it says. Uh, Atrada led you into some pipes that led deep into Karazda, the Golgari rot maze that surrounds Svagthos, the tomb of the Golgari. Uh, She led you down there, and pretty much as soon as you were all safely deposited into the fungal growths that were at the bottom of this pipe... She let you know some very important information that, one, she knows that you're all planeswalkers, and she knows about planeswalkers, and two, there is a planeswalker on Ravnica who wants to kill all of you, and three, uh, there's a planeswalker who leads the Golgari, and she's here to kill her. And that is where we left off. So the three of you are safely deposited there. I believe, Bindaran, you are a giant spider. Um, And... Uh, Atrada has just informed you that she's here to kill Vraska, 
the queen of the Golgari swarm. Oh, um, well, you have fun with that. We will, uh, probably go whatever direction you're not going. Uh, you might want to come with me. Oh, I probably do. You see, Vraska and her Golgari command all of Karazda and the Undercity, and I'm sure that you could take off running if you'd like, but remember, as I said, Vraska worked with this entity that's here to kill you. She's probably the reason why you can't even leave. We might want to kill her, right? Just so you can escape. What's in it for me? Uh... Insight check if she's telling us everything that she knows. Alright, let me that roll a deception check. not very good. Check. What did you roll for insight? Uh, insight with a 12. Uh, you can tell with a 12, because she rolled very poorly on her deception, uh, that she is definitely hiding something, and she's trying to convince you to join her, but you you can't figure out exactly where the lie is. She's told every everything she said to you appears to be the truth, but she's sort of bending the situation just a little bit. Me in my giant spider form cannot speak, so I will spell on the ground. Spill. Because I assume there's dust that I can... Uh, there's not dust. There's this gross sort of wet firmament of fungi all around you. So you could use your, your uh, dew claws on your uh, leg to sort of draw out some sort of phrase if you'd like spill it on in in whatever this growth is i look down and 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 study what uh bendaran has written and and say and and look at her bendaran would 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 like you to um spill it please i don't know what i necessarily have to tell you to convince you to act in your own best interest i don't see why i have to convince you to go and kill someone who's turned against you but if you must know we've been aware that the leader of the golgari vraska she has been a little shady as of late uh we've been following her closely and we know that this device who's we you don't need to know that much information pretty sure i do lady i act within the auspices of the house demir oh that's bad that's bad. Oh, nine house. We know that Vraska has been working with this entity, and she was involved in the acquisition of some device that is being used currently to trap the likes of you on our plane. I personally find it distasteful that a guild leader would just be able to shirk responsibilities and hide from any sort of challenge to her authority. But also, in the interest of the city, and the interest of the House Demir, we've decided that Vraska needs to be eliminated. And I understand that the three of you would like to leave. How Do you want me to pay you to act in your own best interest? Is that where we've gotten? Do you think you can afford me? I, 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 I've known her, like, as long as you have, and I, I, I knew that. Come on. We can arrange some sort of payment after the deed has been done. I honestly need your help. Lady, I get paid before I put my life on the line. Is that true? I mean, sometimes. But not every time. Oh, I prefer it now, though. I'll just put it this way. You can either join me as we move towards Fogthos, the seat of the Golgari power, through this maze of rot, 
where I have contacts who will allow us entrance into their innermost sanctum in the chamber of the queen, or I can leave and leave you down here. How would you like that? Well, it's safer down here than it is up there. You know, we don't have upstairs problems down here. We're, we're downstairs people now, so that's, you know, fine. With me. Yeah, yeah. what she said, we're, we're downstairs people See, now. See, downstairs people. I don't know if it's as safe as you think it is. I, 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 but downstairs? This area of the city, the Undercity, is patrolled by the Golgari, who, as I mentioned, are in the hand of this entity who's here to kill you. Uh, I raise my hand. Yes, beautiful. What is what is it you have to say? I don't know what a Golgari <laughs> is, and if you want me to help, you're gonna have to pay me. <laughs> Atrata just sighs, and she reaches into a pouch, and she pulls out uh, three very large, ornate gold coins, and she just walks over to you, Ruse, and holds them out. Look at that. She had money the whole time. I would also like to be paid. I look over to Smart and say, and like, kind of whisper, Hey, how much is this? You, who did, oh, I, I, I came over and like, let's see, uh, uh so how much is it, actually? <laughs> uh, she's just holding out three very large gold coins. You can see a little bit of filigree on them. Uh, there might be some gemstones in there as well. So they're like three Xenos? They're, they're not traditional Ravnican currency. Mm. And I, I look at them, I study them very seriously, and then I turn to Ruse and I say, They are very shiny, but I don't know how much they're worth here. These aren't Zibs or Zenos. I don't know what a Zib or Zeno is, but I know shiny. Gimme. <laughs> uh, do you hold out your hand for them, Ruse? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Atrata drops them one at a time into your palm. Uh, and they are three very heavy, very beautiful well-crafted gold coins uh you can see that there's sort of this shape of an eye on one side and then on the other side looks to be some sort of like spider figure uh and the eye has this giant sapphire set inside of it Mm -hmm. she goes this is for you up front if the other two would like to be paid they can discuss it with you but for right now we don't have the time uh we are sort of on a short schedule I, i know that you saw what's happening up above Yes? Yeah, I don't like it. I'm sure you encountered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't great. That, that's why we're here with you. Otherwise, I'd be, you know, in, in, in a bar somewhere, probably. Of course. Now, if you'd like to survive, uh, and perhaps earn your ability to leave this place, and I would love nothing more than for you to leave this place. And she looks over at you, Ruse, and she gives you a wink. She goes... Though some of you might be able to stay a little bit after we're done. I think yes. we should uh, proceed. I have a contact we're supposed to be meeting any time now. Well, Chicky, you got yourself one ruse. I mean, I, I, I have nowhere else to go. B- Bendaran, what do you think? Bendaran shrugs with his spider, uh, spider hands. Spider hands, spider hands. I just love the idea of a spider shrugging because there's, there's four sets of shoulders to shrug. Atrada sort of turns on her heel and starts walking uh, away from the pipes that you fell from. The the Undercity is sort of this amalgamation of ruins and what looks to be a city structure, but also these large vine growths and fungal growths. It appears like maybe this area of the city has been 
built over on top of what used to be the city. And this fungal growth and natural growth has sort of overtaken those structures. She seems to be walking down a pathway uh, that is mostly covered in that growth, but you do hear her boots hitting solid stone as she walks. Um, I guess we follow. Yeah, I, 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 I go with the spider. As soon as she can hear the three of you following behind her, uh, without even looking over her shoulder, she says, but there is one thing that we have to do first. You see, I need to meet with our contact. And I know that we aren't going to be able to get access to the Queen's Chamber appearing as we are. Uh, clearly, we're not Golgari. So I do need the three of you to do us all a little bit of work. You see, I need us to look like we belong. If you could maybe acquire for us some materials to use to disguise ourselves so that we can pass through the maze of rot. Uh, I know that nearby there are some fungal and plant growth and all the Golgari seem to just wear it as if it's some sort of fashion. She's still just sort of walking, clearly not paying attention to the three of you. Listen, lady, I th- th- there aren't a ton of goblins in the, the, the Golgari to begin with. And in fact, last I checked, it was um, zero. She just waves her hand and she goes, yes, yes, I know. But once we get you covered in enough vines and fungus, you won't look like a goblin at all. Wait, so what? what is down here? Uh, so... With your passive perceptions of uh, 13 Ruse and 13 Smirt, um, you can sort of, as you've been walking along this path, you feel as if, even though she's looking away from you, you feel as if someone or something is watching you. It feels like there's all these little holes in the walls and all of these little areas of crumbling ruins where there's just eyes peeking out, maybe, watching you. Uh, Bindarin, with your perception, you can tell that there are eyes peeking out watching you. These eyes do not appear always to be a single pair of eyes. Sometimes there's eight of them. Sometimes there's six. Sometimes there's just one eye that you can see peeking over some sort of rock. Um, They're very hidden in the shadows. You feel a little unease. I kind of, I kind of crouch down, walking next to Smart, and say, "Hey, there's no goblins, but like, what kind of people are down here? Give me something to work with." Uh, elves and trolls and uh, these, uh, uh, I, I don't even know how to describe them. Giant insect things. Is, is that it? Uh, no. I mean, there's lots of things down here. It's just they're mostly dead. Chris, do I uh-huh. have a sense of? Uh, if I were to druid craft, could I grow some plants big enough to use it, for them to use as armor or something to disguise themselves as Golgari raiders or something? Can you grow fungus and that sort of thing, or can you only grow what appears to be living plants? Um, like it. Does D and D distinguish between? Uh, fungi and plants? Uh, I don't know if D&D does, but I'm going to. So, like, hold up. I I see where you're coming from. I like that idea. Um, But I will say, (laughs) at this point, Atrada sort of stops in her path, and she turns around and looks at the three of you as you're deliberating what to do, and she says, 
uh, I'll meet you back up there at the plaza. And she points forward and you can see that they're sort of the ruins of a plaza. And she goes, in maybe about 20 minutes, I expect you to have something that you can show me to disguise us with. Um, I know that you might be looking for some supplies. There's what used to be one of their farms uh, right over that way. And she points towards a, a side street. She goes, I believe that they used to harvest some of their fungi over there. It's been a while since I've been down here. Uh, but I need to go meet with our contact, and that contact insists that I go alone. So, 20 minutes. See you soon. And at that, she sort of just disappears into the shadow. I'm gonna miss her. I'm not. I I've I rolled to see if I knew Veraska, if I've had inter- mm-hmm. any interactions with her, and I have, and they were not good interactions, because I rolled that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I've, so I've, I'm going to say that I've been to Ravnica and I'm familiar with the Golgari, having uh-huh. spent some time, like learning from the Golgari elves. Like I've 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 spent time with Golgari and the Selesnia, just to get a, a a feel for how different things grow on different planes in my travels. Um, so I would say that I am familiar with the fauna and the creatures here in the Underdark. So. I don't feel like I have any problems turning into a creature that would live in the the territory, the, the undercity areas. Um, mm-hmm. So, Druidcraft doesn't specify, like it says you can instantly make a flower boom, a seed pod open, or a leaf bud bloom. Now, there are specific Druid classes that are specializing in, like, rot and whatnot, but I don't know, like... Can I roll to see if I can, like some yeah. like a nature or a wisdom check to see if I can twist a spell to be able to c- cause? So let's um, let's explore that a little bit. So you can you can create some fungal, you can create some some plant growth, um, and you're trying to disguise everyone. You can wild shape into an animal or some sort of creature that would be appropriate. Um, you know how they love their insects. It would probably make sense for you to disguise yourself as an insect. Um, if you want to druid craft up some of this fungal growth that's around and see if you can entice it to grow into a costume for your friends or your companions, let's call that a, let's start with a, a nature check to see if you know enough about the, the flora down here to make something convincing. Oh, that's a 15. So the 15, I would say that you can create some vine growth that... Uh, appears very similar to the vines that grow in the Undercity and cover a lot of the Golgari. Uh, But you, with a 15, you don't know necessarily how to make the fungal growth appear as well. Um, So you make these... uh, Are you going to wild shape back into your elf form and do this? Or are you just sort of trying to figure out what you can do? Yeah, I would would want to know... Like I was Mm -hmm. asking this before, I would drop my wild shape. So you feel confident that you could make some of the vine growth and maybe some of the uh, ferns and other things that live in the Undercity. Uh, But there's something about the Golgari rot fungi that is very unique to them that you might have to spend some more time on or collect some samples of to feel confident in enticing it to grow enough to cover someone. But you feel if you get some of those samples, if you get enough of that fungi, you could probably create a whole suit of armor, something that can cover someone up, 
uh, and hide their appearance. You know, maybe someone who looks really out of place, uh, someone who might be kind of like really short and green skinned. You can't just call someone green skinned. Uh, I'm not calling someone that. I'm calling Smurf that. Oh, okay. Uh, Speaking of green skin, uh, I'm just going to use my shape changer ability. Uh, I am going to morph into kind of a lean, um, masculine-looking troll form. <laughs> wow! There's, like, a, a large pair of horns is going to kind of grow out the, uh... When I say large, like, kind kind of thick and, and um, they kind of uh, slope back a little and before pointing up, um... More like chonky devil horns, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, one of them kind of catches my hat, because I have a pirate hat. And I'm like, oh! Uh, and I grab it, and uh, I just kind of look at the hat, and um, I look around confused a little bit. Uh, oh, um, how how big is this scroll, by the way? Uh, standard scroll size. Not very large. I don't know how big. How, how, that is um i would say it's probably uh when it's rolled up it's yeah like when when it's rolled up how long is like the cylinder uh probably about eight to nine inches okay so i I look around very confused with my hat and then i I look down under my arm at the scroll i'm like huh uh i pull the scroll out uh hold it on one end and kind of put my hat on top of it and then said ah we are now ruse and scrolly the scroll Oh, well, n- nice to meet you, Scrawly. I'm not going to do voice changing, but for the purposes of the shape-shifting, I'm speaking in like a, a deep, gravelly troll voice now. Bindarn face palms, and then w- with his spider hands, yes. Uh, so there, there, there are two <laughs> different face palms going on here. <laughs> After I face palm, um, because... Uh, I'm now on the I am now in the company of someone who calls himself Scrolly. Um, I will uh, look to uh, Spurt, who is the only one who doesn't have an adequate disguise, and is going to. Do I see any growth of any kind of undercity mushrooms down here near us? You see some sort of liquidy remains of some of the fungi. Uh, you know that I mean. Atrada told you that there was a former farm nearby where you might find some more significant growths, uh, but you don't see anything that's solid enough for you to base the spell off of for that purpose. Oh, I don't. I, I'm basically what I'm looking to do here is I'm planning on using my webbing to like wrap Spurt since he's like to to camouflage him in like a, a mixture of webbing and like detritus from the ground or different uh types of mushrooms that i like any kind of underground foliage that i can wrap into my webbing and then wrap around spurt are you are you gonna basically make a little like swaddling for smurt to to lay in yes like 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 this is going to be a a a spider web uh robe and cloak or i guess jacket i would i would say that you there's enough detritus around including uh, dead vines and rubble and some like gross proto i mean like i guess it would be more like lichens of some kind um you could collect a bunch of it up and wrap smurt in it 
I don't know how convincing that's going to look, but you can do it. Oh, that's a that's a that's a great idea, Bendaren. Actually, this is a great idea. Uh, I can finally reference something from my Stinkonomicon. And I pull out a, a little tiny object and I use my uh, magical tinkering to have it emit the odor of like a week's dead corpse that is just the most foulest, most disgusting thing uh, you have ever smelled in your entire life. Uh, and so now I'm wrapped up in this dirt and detritus and I stink to high heaven. I take a big whiff and say, ah, smells just like the taverns at the port of Shark's Belly. <laughs> I don't want to go to those taverns. But they have the prettiest girls in Shark's Belly. But the stinky. Yeah, because of the girls. God. The girls are stinky? I don't understand you. <laughs> How do you even survive in this uh, big multiple universe thing that we exist in? We need a word for that. If only there was a word for a multiple universe. Um. Well, I was thinking I would call it the uh, a Dominia. Now that sounds dumb. Oh, boy. Oh, well, I was going to name it that because, you know, my whole plane was named the Song of Dominia. Dom Dominaria. Well, it's not my home plane, but it's where I've lived a lot of my life. Anyway, I've probably said too much. The three of you, to cut off this uh, inside joking, um, the three of you have assembled <laughs> something. Uh Ruse, you appear as a giant troll. Whether or not those trolls, you look like the trolls of uh, of the Undercity, that's up for question. But you look like a troll. I'm not like a giant troll. Well, I was about to say, I don't look like a giant troll. I, like, I'm still relatively similar height, but mm -hmm. also I'm like 6'4", so I guess that's pretty tall for any humanoid standards yeah. anyway. The horns add a few inches. Sure. Bindaran, are you maintaining a spider shape? Because spiders are naturally, yep, you look like a spider, like you have for the past 30 minutes or so. Um, and uh, Bindar or, uh, Smart, you are currently wrapped up in, I want to say, like, if you took, like, you know, a blanket and threw it over your shoulders and pretended it was like a, a cape with a hood and everything, except it's spider webs and it's full of, like, broken twigs and vines and some really like slimy gross fungi uh and you smell awful um absolutely terrible and are these the three disguises that y'all are going to use to try and infiltrate Svogthos, the restless tomb yep yes i was thinking i looked more along the lines of like uh, I'm, I'm eight years old and my parents would not pay for a costume. So I made a mummy outfit out of whatever I could find in the yard. All right. That, um, that seems probably about appropriate because Smurt would look a lot like an eight year old. I would just like to say that I would like, I would prefer to roll to see how well I did with my, my. Give me, what, what would that roll be? Um. Normally, when it's like a dexterous thing that involves like your hands, I would say sleight of hand. Uh, but in this case, sleight of butt. <laughs> sleight of butt. <laughs> does, the, does the king spider have a performance role? Uh, 
Slight of booty. Give me, you know, what, I'm gonna I'm gonna take two rolls, and I'm gonna figure out how I want to determine these. Uh, give me a deception roll and a straight dexterity roll. Well, not bad for the performance. So that's uh, you said deception for the first one. Just... Uh, deception and then a straight dexterity roll. I got a nineteen a on the die, which is plus zero, so nineteen. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing I'm gonna botch the, uh, the second roll. That's not awful. So you said deception? Yep. Uh, that's just an 11. All right. Um, so let's go ahead and that averages out to a good 15. Uh, so I will say that you adequately cover Smurt in this sort of uh, eight-year-old's makeshift Halloween costume of a fungi mummy. Um, Smurt, you are wrapped up in some webs, covered in gross stuff. You smell like death. Bendaran did a great job. Just absolutely perfect. And Smirt can continue to ride on me so that... From an outsider point of view, Smirt looks like some prey, uh, prey that you've just picked up and you're just getting ready to eat later. Sounds good. The three of you then, uh, you know, Atrada said she'd be back in about 20 minutes. It's been about 10, 15 minutes. Just waiting for her. There's, uh, there's a lot of uncomfortable sounds going on in the Undercity around you. There's definitely creatures who can see you, who are staying away from you for some reason or another. It's um, It feels safer than being surrounded by Eternals, but not by that much. I am, not, for once, not talking. I would just like to say that Bindarn has been down in the, the Undercity and is like actually not, not too worried about being down here. He's been... Uh, his time with the Golgari wasn't awful, so... I'll say there seems to be more tension in the air... Uh, than the last time you were here, Bendaren. There's something definitely off about the Undercity. You would know this since you've been here before. Uh, normally, there's some amount of commerce. There's some amount of conversation. People are working. This appears to be, like Atrada said, a place where fungi was brought up to the surface and other, you know, exports from the Undercity. But it's quiet, and you don't see anyone or actually... Other than the noises of life and plants and other things, you don't hear the sounds of people going about their lives. It seems to be abandoned. I just kind of turn to both and say, okay, I, I'm sorry I'm still stuck on this, but, you know, Scrolly and I they can't figure y'all out. You've really never hooked up with a shark belly sea hag. Oh, um, I, I, I can't say that I have. Really missing out, kid. How how green are they? Uh, which one's green again? That's my color. Ah, um, well, they're uh, a lot of different colors. It depends how much seaweed there is that day. Um, you know, it depends a lot on you know what kind of seaweed. Um, you know, it, has anyone spilled any? Uh, ales or beverages on things uh you know uh-huh, is, uh-huh. is there a festival going on with maybe some some face painting you know there's there's lots of activities and things with colors and um you know uh it's really hard to see with a blindfold on so this oh it, it, so first of all this is fascinating all right uh we're gonna put a pin in this one and i want to come back to this later because this sounds interesting uh, but also, 
I am afraid I am only into uh, 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 goblins, like me. Yeah, you don't need to be so closed-minded. There's all sorts of interesting things ah! here. And Atrada sort of steps out of the shadows. Uh, she's been there listening for a little while, but you don't know how long. I really don't like this woman. Under my breath, I just go, God, she's hot. I heard that. Um, you've changed. You've all I think her temperature is pretty changed, cold, actually. Except for you, and she points at you, Bindar, and she goes, you already fit right in. Fascinating. Um, but this is the best the other two could do? Yeah. Well, there's no need for hurt feelings here, Missy. Well, I'm less concerned about hurt feelings and more about broken bones. Um, I think this will probably do enough. You smell the part for sure. I don't know which one of you is stinking up to high heavens, but uh, you're doing great. Um, my contact... What's heaven? The heavens, you know, like where the uh, Parhelion patrols. Oh, you mean the sky. Yes, the heavens. Uh, I don't know uh, if this will necessarily get us all the way into the, the Queen's chamber, but my contact has gotten us access to pass through Karazda without any sort of hampering of our plans. It seems like there is a little bit of con- consternation at the seat of the power of the Golgari itself. I'm not sure what exactly is happening, but we'll learn as soon as we get there. If you would please follow me, um, we will find our way. And she sort of begins walking uh, in a direction down a pathway. Follow, I guess. I'm stuck to Benderin. Oh, <clears throat> I'm stuck to Benderin, so there's. I'm just coming along. Yep, following, like, not, not. I'm not like walking next to Atrada, but like I'm kind of next, and then like one pace behind. Uh, as you're walking, she turns and looks at you. She goes, uh, "Who's the new friend?" And she points to uh, Scrolly. Oh, this is Scrolly. They're a scroll. Scrolly's a lovely person. We got to know each other a little bit while you were away. I don't think Scrolly is a person, but thank you. Listen, you are just a hurtful person today, aren't you? I can hurt people quite well if you actually want me to. Yes. And that's the plan. As soon as we find Vraska and we murder her. Okay. I'm just so glad that you are all so capable and excited to commit this assassination with me. I normally have to work a lot harder for this. Well, I would like to leave. Yes, if you would all just be quiet for just a moment. Uh, and she stops outside of what appears to be uh, just a stone wall in the siding of the Undercity, completely covered in these thick vines. Um, absolutely just, you can almost, you can almost not see any stonework behind it. And she sort of reaches out a hand and she has, uh, she opens up her palm and in her palm, uh, because you're standing close, Ruse, you can see it appears to be some sort of metal insignia that looks like uh, these sort of like spider legs. And she holds it out and the vines themselves start sort of coalescing and moving out of the wall. And from the vines, you see these sets of eyes uh, appear and they look down at the her hand. And then they slowly retract back into the wall and the vines start moving aside. And there's a pathway that has been opened up in front of her that is just large enough for a king spider to walk through. Sweet. 
Well, that was easy. It was easy for that, but a lot of work went into this. A lot of planning, a lot of conversation. I'm not going to give you all the details, but just know that if we fail, a lot of time and a lot of effort has been put into this that'll be wasted. I want you to know, before we go through with this whole thing, that I really appreciate the amount of background effort you put into this. I mean, honestly, most people do not understand the prep work that goes into something like this, and uh, you have done a lovely job, because this has seemed effortless. Plans suck. Well... Let's just say, um, we always have plans for when a guild leader needs to be removed. They're always just waiting for the right time. Now, uh, if you could, try not to talk anymore. And she looks at you, Smurt, on the back of Bedard. She goes, it's very dangerous through here. Okay, then. I'm dead. Uh, and as she starts walking through, if you follow her through this opening, uh, this pathway that leads through these vines... There's, you know, stonework on the side, and it opens up into this giant sort of cavern of these towering mushroom-like trees and these towering vine structures that are sort of wrapped up and around. And you you feel as if you've walked into an underground jungle of some kind. But there are these little bits of the city still popping through. Uh, far up ahead... Um, Bindarn, with your eight eyes, you can see this pretty clearly, appears to be a structure that is hanging from the ceiling of the Undercity itself. Uh, and you would recognize it as part of uh, the seat of Golgari's power. Um, and beneath it, you can sort of see the spires of what used to be an Orzovian church that is now the structure where the Golgari have held out. And Atrada is just leading you through... Uh, also from the sides, you all can start seeing signs of actual life now. Uh, very quizzically looking at you, these figures of humans and elves, uh, other sorts of creatures, occasionally a troll, uh, staring out from behind rubble, sort of gathered together very quietly. Uh, some of them are holding weapons that you can see very clearly and prominently displayed. Uh, there's a couple of these Golgari thugs off to the side with some sort of imp figure uh, that are dredging up some utility from a chest, um, <laughs> pulling out weapons <laughs> of some kind. Uh, they're being very quiet and very serious. Uh, they're all shooting you glances, but there's not really any conversation between them other than a couple of grunts and pointing in certain directions. Um, Atrada, for her purposes, seems to be moving very quietly, and you notice... Um, I would say all of you could notice no one's paying her any attention. No one is even looking in her direction as she walks along. At this point, give me a... I would say all three of you... You know, actually, smart, you can't. I'm sorry, you're wrapped up in webbing. You look like a mummy. Uh, Ruse and Bindaran, if you would give me perception checks. Aww. Uh, 16. Oof, 11. All right, uh, Ruse, you don't see this. Bendaran, you can sort of see it. Um, there appears to be... I don't know if you would have spent a lot of time with them, um, or if you would have really even be that familiar with them. Uh, there appears to be some crawl, some of these giant insectoid humanoids who are walking along the walls of this area, sort of climbing along these vines and ruins, keeping pace with y'all. There's uh, two of them, one on either side, and then two more that are a little bit further behind and a little bit higher up. 
and they're just they're just happen to be going at the same exact pace as you and the same exact direction as you and they're keeping a very close watch on you just so happens huh just so happens uh ruse you don't notice them of course not why would i atrada is still maintaining her quiet and she she actually looks over her shoulder at the three of you and she holds up a finger to her mouth to remind you to be quiet as she's walking i'll try to wave at her with one of my with one foreclaw to make my gait look a little odd so she notices then i'll flick it upwards to in the direction of the crawl uh she sees you and then she as she was turning around to motion to be quiet you you flicked your your leg up and she looks up and she looks around and then her pace quickens just a little bit and bendaran you can hear a voice in your head uh that is atrada's voice saying Oh, those aren't the friends I wanted to meet here. The pace has quickened a little bit. Uh, she seems to be walking a little bit faster, and Bindaran, you can see that the crawl are continuing to keep pace with you. Uh, they haven't made any moves towards you. They're still staying in their their pretty distant, pretty uh, nonchalant pace to keep with you, but they are following. Nothing seems to be happening out of out of the ordinary. Uh Etrada seems to uh, motion for the three of you to go. There's like a f- sort of one of those splits off where the road goes in two different directions. It's, it's kind of a fork. Uh, but one of them is, you know, they're both equally prominent ways to go. Um, and she points you down. You go to the right. Uh, Bindaran, you can see that the crawl also go that same direction. Um, she's still sort of keeping up a very brisk pace, but she's not running and she, she sends a thought. Uh, now all three of you can hear this. That just says, uh, keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. If there's any more of them who show up, we might be in trouble. I kind of, I whisper back, I don't know how to close my ears anyway, so we good. And she, she shoots you a glance, Ruse, and she holds up a finger to her mouth to remind you to be quiet. Um, as you whispered to her, uh, you heard a clicking noise, all three of you, from the crawl. Uh, who seem to be communicating through this sort of clicking sound. Uh, They keep going back and forth. One of them makes a little click. Another one makes a little click. It's not very loud, but you can all clearly hear it sort of going between the four of them. Um, Atrada sort of shoots you a glare ruse and shakes her head, and she looks around and she points uh, towards this sort of building that has collapsed onto its side and is leaning up against another building. And it's created this sort of cave out of what used to be an alleyway between them. And she just points towards it and she continues walking, but she's motioning towards that hole. I go into the hole, I guess. As the, uh, as you break off Bendard and start walking towards the hole, uh, Smurt is on your back. Ruse, are you going to uh, follow or are you going to <laughs> are you going to stick with Atrada? I am going to follow. As you you walk through it uh, with Bendaran and Smirt, uh, Atrada sort of turns and looks at the three of you and waves her hand, and then you hear her out loud, not in your head, go a whistle. She just sends. I was going to whistle, but that's going to be awful on the recording if I whistle. So just imagine a whistle. Uh, yeah. It would be. <laughs> uh, and she whistles. And suddenly you hear the four crawl just erupt into this chittering mass of noise. Um, and she takes off and books it down the road. 
and you've all sort of entered into this little cubby hole. Um, you don't see Bendaran, you don't see the crawl. There's just the four of them, and they take off running the direction Atrada goes. Um, you don't see anyone following you, but you are in what appears to be a former alleyway, uh, and it's not really covered in the same sort of growth that the other areas of the Undercity that you were in were. This one looks to be a little bit more well-kept. Um, there's actually a couple of like fungal growths that are emitting light here that sort of lit up this little pathway. Um, so you said it looks kept? Yeah, it looks like this is... Uh, kept. The appearance has been kept up. It seems to be maintained in some way. And part of the big indicator is that there are light sources here that seem intentional on the walls. Um, do I see, like, any kind of foot traffic or, like, uh, somewhere where someone could be staying? Like, I, I want to, do I see the purpose of this, um, of the, why this area is being upkept? Uh, you do see at the end of this pathway what appears to be stonework that looks to be a door you can kind of see like there's it looks like stone but there is a metal plate with a ring attached to it of some sort um in a place that you would expect maybe like a door handle would be do i hear anything on the other side of the door uh give me a perception check 16 well with your 16 uh you cannot hear anything discernible through the door but you can hear what appears to be the sounds of life of some kind coming from behind that stone wall. It's not within 10 feet of the door, right? Hey, because hey, what, what's happening? No, it is, it's not within 10 feet of the door. It's just the sounds of what appears to be some sort of movement beyond that wall. Can, can, can somebody tell me what's happening? Oh, we're about to go through this door. Uh, what door? I pull on the door. Well, as the two of them start talking, Bindarn, you hear all of the noise from behind the wall stop. Are you going to pull on the door uh, handle with your spidery legs? I knock gently. Oh, I I, I was going to do it. Oh, well, whichever one of you gets to the door first. Well, considering I was listening through the door, I figure I was right in front of it, so. That's fair. Uh, so you reach out and you you tap your claw, claw against the, the stonework. Um and as you do, uh, you see it swing open almost immediately afterwards. And there is this uh, woman who is clearly an elf of some kind. Um, you would recognize her as one of the Devkaran elves if you are familiar to the world of Ravnica. And she is wearing this sort of ornate, beautiful armor that looks mostly ceremonial uh, definitely Golgari, and she has this white face paint along her forehead with these six dots along it as well, and this dark makeup around her eyes. Um, in one hand, she's holding this staff that has these sort of hanging beads on it, and she looks at the uh, the three of you, and she goes, Oh, my esteemed guests have arrived. Perfect. If you would please um, get inside. And she stands aside and motions for you to walk in to what looks like some sort of uh, personal chamber of some kind. And hi, I'm smart. 
she goes, oh, of course you are. I don't really care that much. Um, I believe that you were led here by uh, my contact. If you mean the, the scary Demir lady, yes. Oh, I would prefer it if you just referred to her as my friend or my contact. And not scary Demir lady. Yes, Got please it. not scary Demir. Jesus Christ, who did she pick this time? Face palm again with two hands. I, Whoa, I'm smart. Can, I thought hey, we already established this. Hold, hold on. Can, um, can I do a religion check on Jesus Christ? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if it's become clear yet, but I will always refer to Jesus Christ in any setting. Well, I got a five. Uh, with a five religion, you are familiar with Jesus Christ as a uh, leader of a pirate crew on another uh-huh. plane who uh, once beat you in a game of cards. Oh, goddamn Jesus Christ. He's gotten you to to you too. Uh, he's gonna make a cheater of all of you. Just God. just so we're clear, I'm still in a spider, so anything that I say is not actually being said. It's weird because she seems capable of speaking to you. Any noises that you make as a spider, she seems to listen and understand what you're saying. Um, as she sort of looks you over, uh, the door is large enough for you to fit through somehow. Um, as she sort of welcomes the three of you into her chamber, uh, admonishing you smirt for your use of the term Demir. Uh, and she looks you over, she goes, this is the best she could get me. Well, this will have to do. I don't know where she is. This is Bendaran, and he is the best. I want to stipulate I am still standing right outside the door, just kind of leering inside. Please. The scowl on my troll face. Please come inside. So I just rolled to see if I knew Izoni, who I assume this is. What did you, uh... I rolled a 98 to know her, and then Mm -hmm. rolled a 56 to whether I I left, I knew her on good terms or what bad terms, and it was a 58, so I'm saying that it was just barely, it was neutral, just above neutral. So, Bendarn, you might have encountered her, and she would not necessarily recognize you in your spider form. Um, she has been around for a while in the Golgari. You know her as Azoni, uh, the Thousand-Eyed. Um, she is a Devkarin. She is not very much a friend of the leadership in the Golgari. Uh, she was very close with Gerard, the previous leader, and... Not a big fan of Raska, as you would know. Uh, you have encountered her before, and you found her to be a little too radical in her approach to the superiority of the elves within the Golgari. Not something I feel like Bendarn would much appreciate. Um, so I'm I'm standing right outside the door, kind of leering and scowling inside and say, I don't associate with associates of Jesus Christ, my least favorite past associate. <laughs> she uh she just gives you a glare and she goes would you please come inside we can handle this later no oh my lord she sort of sighs and then you see her uh shake her staff and from behind you ruse you hear the sounds of uh chittering and uh-huh. uh if you turn and look there's just these insects that are crawling out of the stonework beneath your feet and they start sort of swarming at your feet and she goes please come inside or else i'll have to escort you myself 
I just kind of stare back and say, go ahead. If you insist, and she shakes her staff one more time, um, give me a dexterity saving throw. Dex save. Gonna be... Oh, that's a crit. That's a natural 20. Plus 5 for a 25. So you can feel uh, the insects trying to push your boots uh, and sort of direct you into the, the, the abode, the apartment of some kind. Uh, uh-huh. They are not successful in forcing you, but you can feel them sort of ushering you in. Uh-huh. She And uh, Azoni just goes, well, you don't know she's Azoni, but the elf goes, please, for your safety and for mine, please come inside. It would be nice to have you as a guest. We can discuss any sort of issues you might have later. Then pay Jesus Christ's debt to me, and then we can talk. God, how much do you owe him? Aren't you getting paid already? No, he owes me. Now you owe me. How much does he owe you? Why am I even entertaining this? Look, look, just money. Give me money. Are you serious? Yes. He cheated me out of so much money. And I hate him with every gelatinous fiber of my being. Listen, the 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 uh, the other lady had to pay Ruse here. It, it'll just go easier for everyone if you just pay pay her. Oh my! She um she reaches uh over into a drawer in like a little uh, vanity that's set up in this room, and she pulls out a little uh pouch of coins. And she takes out what you can tell Smirk to be two Xenos, uh, and she just sort of walks past the giant spider and you, and she uh, she holds out the two Xenos to Ruse. She goes, I trust this will be enough. Yeah, I just, I take the Xenos from her, tuck them into my money pocket uh, <laughs> on the inside of my coat, say, still going to punch that goddamn Jesus Christ if I ever see his stupid ugly bearded troll face ever again i didn't know he was a troll i just thought he was a human uh please oh no i'm just trying to insult him oh well i heard he was a superstar (laughs) uh please come inside i really don't want you lingering in the doorway and those crawl to come back um i don't know where trotta went to i'm sure she'll be back momentarily uh and the insects that were at your feet sort of swarm into the apartment and start sort of just perching up on every surface that you can see. So I, I turn to the elf and say, Lady, you just got yourself a ruse. And step through the door. That's her name. <laughs> and the, uh, the Azoni just goes, I really wish I hadn't. Anyways, thank you all for coming. Um, I know Atrada has probably told you everything you need to know. Uh, we'll be acting Within the next few moments, there is a meeting of the Leadership Council, which I believe Raska will be attending, finally. She hasn't shown up in weeks. Are you all prepared? Do you have your your weapons? Have you been uh, trained to look away from the Gorgon's eyes? Do you have the reflective shields? I don't see them. You just look like you're covered in webs and garbage and you smell like a dead horse. Well, first of all, thank you, because it took a long time to get the proper sense for the Stinkonomicon. Second of all, we do not have all of those uh, things that you mentioned. 
Um, I do have this, and my little cannon will come up on the shoulder and point directly at her. She sort of looks at it bored. She goes, oh god, she didn't hire an is it, did she? Oh, we are just so... And I think that's where we're going to leave it off for tonight. (laughs) Uh, I guess it's uh, time for final thoughts. My final thought is that, uh, one, wear your masks, wear it over your nose. It doesn't matter if your governor's a flippin' moron. And I can say those kinds of things now because I am no longer gainfully employed by a uh, contract that's funded by the federal government. So, if your governor's a moron, wear a mask anyway, and wear it over your nose, and make sure that, uh, remember, the mask is hot lava, don't touch it while you're in the store, don't touch your face while you're in the store, when you take it off, wash your hands, and preferably wash your hands before, uh, or use sanitizer if hand washing isn't available, uh, before you go in. Jay, that doesn't make any sense, why would I put hot lava on my face? Uh, you can also, instead of needing, instead of even needing a mask, you can just stay home and play Jumpstart on Arena, because that's out now. It's pretty fun. I, I had a good time uh, jamming some uh, decks with that. It's pretty dope. My final thought is, uh, goodness, this, 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 this world, this world is just crazy, man. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. So, uh, I'm just gonna retreat into uh mtg arena and hope that i can get an allosaurus rider i guess this is uh or heck maybe uh a, a goblin of notable Moraxis or not muxus fame who knows i just hope i'm not opening a bunch of packs and getting a bunch of wizards over and over and over again tonight so we'll see uh my final thought will be that the uh, new Warcraft book, Shadows Rising, came out, and I'm really excited to read it. Uh, I have not sat down to do it yet, despite the fact that I wanted to, because life uh, gets in the way. And also, uh, I've been playing a ton of League of Legends, and they just announced their newest champion that's coming out, which is created by Michael Yichow, who is was on our Beyond the Multiverse episode, and I'm excited for more information about that champion to come out. Don't even have a name yet, I don't think. Um, we might by the time of this recording, but we don't yet. So lots of cool stuff going on in the gaming world outside of Arena and Jumpstart, which is also very cool. And if you listeners out there want to help more cool things happen in the gaming world, you can head over to patreon.com slash LaVorthosCast and help support our show today. Everyone who donates will get access to our Discord community, where Vorthoses from around the world are coming together uh, we've been, you know, as we've mentioned, uh, playing a lot of Jumpstart. Uh, people have been talking about their weird little mashups, the cool things they've opened, the exciting games they've had. We're heading into Double Masters previews soon. Uh, we do not have a preview card this time, so um, don't expect one from us, but get excited for uh, another two weeks of preview season coming up. I said our 15th this year, it feels like. I don't know. Time is not real anymore so <laughs> but yeah uh, you know we have a great discord community we have uh, so many wonderful folks hanging out and we would like you to be part of that as well thank you all for listening this has been the vorthos cast <laughs>